Welcome to episode 266 of the Films and Swear and Movie podcast. This is part two of our John Carpenter uh, career walkthrough. Originally recorded back in October, me and Magic Mike uh, will now take over and discuss John Carpenter's directing career starting from They Live. Cheers! Uh, so I what was what followed Prince of Darkness because they left 1988 there we go and that was great like that was just so fucking different in the sense where is that right sci-fi um kind of like a conspiracy theory type of deal where it's just people seeing the truth behind these sunglasses and yeah. it's the fact that it's like Rowdy Roddy Piper's the lead. Yeah. And it's like something so fucking different, but perfect. Like this guy that just seems like this wanderer that comes into town, yeah. and gets job in construction and stumbles upon the truth. Yeah, it's obviously it's all about like subliminal messages and it's yeah. all fucking getting stuff like that. And it's <clears throat> like I do enjoy the film, man. It's really good. Like, there is some bits that are really fucking funny. Like, see, like the the creature, like design and all that. Like yeah. the aliens, like the scene towards the end with it at the like tower and all that. And it's like the scene with the, like the last is like like shagging the guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, it and then to... it cuts. Then it's like fucking like he's the alien and all that. And oh, it's like okay. that. Oh, because I'm I only watched this for the first time about ten years ago and it was Andy that got me into it. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure I downloaded it and we sat and watched it one day at the house, had a few beers and we laughed at the fucking extra long fight between him yeah. and Keith fucking David. Keith oh, David. I know. Brilliant. And it's the fact that that fight is so like fucking like pop culture, the fact that and level one central games yeah, as there is that fight. Oh <clears throat> shit! I mean, the first thing people normally think of is the the parody of it that you get in uh, South Park, where it was not like something like Timmy and Jimmy have the same fight, and it's like oh, almost maybe, the, maybe. the same length. It's just they've <laughs> read just about a seven minute fight, and the dialogue's identical. Yeah. And, like because I mind Andy getting me like. When we watched it, and he's like, "This isn't like South Park," and he made me watch the episode, <laughs> and they have, and it's it's the two like crippled or disabled yeah. kids having the same fight, and they're just talking about putting the glasses, uh. and they're just like, <laughs> knocking the crutches away from each other, and yeah, and I mean that's the thing, like <clears throat> that whole like obey conforming a soul like pop culture I like yeah. can oh, I ever know, still nowadays I know. to see folk with flat caps that have obey written on it. I know. And, I think other people have taken like used it as for their brands, but I feel like it's it yeah. trails back to Carpenter. Yeah, uh, and the the one liners. Yeah, uh, the total like fucking chew bubble gum and all that. Yeah, and that's and the the one where you put gl- the glasses. Oh man, you're ugly. That's like fucking poor perfume on a pig. <laughs> and it's the fact that like, like Roddy Piper is not an actor. Yeah, like I, I genuinely like, wonder like promos like. I really wish I fucking like looked at like the trivia for this uh, to see if if that role was written specifically for Piper or if Carpenter has somebody else in the mind for it. Yeah, and I feel fucking uh, Piper's perfect for it. Yeah, because in my head, like, oh yeah, like every role character comes up with, he's probably maybe thinking of Kurt Russell, but like, it's got to be a point yeah, where he's like, he ages out the role, like he's <laughs> perfect in the eighties. Like, yeah, but 
Like it's getting later now and you need to kind of mix up. Or maybe fucking Kurt's getting a wee bit too expensive. Like, yeah. Because Carpenter's films never, like... They're no, like, massively budgeted. The most expensive film he's ever made. Would you... The Thing? I did. I never actually fucking... Like, I, did, I looked at his... I feel top... like that's maybe the biggest studio movie he's probably ever done. Where, like, yeah. there's been proper big studio money behind it. Well, but... I've got the notes here for his top three most successful and his bottom three. Uh, so let's I wonder, find dude. out. No, I was going to say, if that Alexa was on, I was going to challenge it. But it switched off. It might be the thing. But, I mean, if people listen back to the They Live uh, films and swearing that I record with Andy, it's literally like I was almost Googling John Carpenter for the first time and just talking through it, knowing absolutely nothing about the guy. So it'll be funny to listen back just to kind of hear like how such a novice I am, just kind of, I think I was like, oh, he done Halloween. And big trouble. It just kind of like, oh, this guy's huge, actually. And it was just at a stage where it's like, yeah, I just didn't know enough about the guy. And then as the years gone on, it's almost like an obsession when you realize and rewatch his movies. It's like, man, this guy's a legend. So Wikipedia are trying to say, actually, wait a minute, let's see. Yeah, so Wikipedia are trying to say that. Ghost of Mars was his most expensive one at twenty eight million. All right. Oh well, I mean that's. I, I guess if you've done inflation on these things, it yeah, probably, that was like but, early two thousand, so prices can one yeah. cheap back in the days. Exactly, but um, so what followed? Uh, wait, wait, who was the the female lead in They Live Again? Uh, she had a really Meg look. Foster. Yes, Is that her name. She played. Sounds right. She played Evil Lynn in the Masters of the Universe film. Ah, right. <clears throat> yeah. I just know it because she's just... got the really obscure eyes. Eh? Yeah. Aye, she has a look where it's like, Christ, are you sure she's not an alien? Yeah. <laughs> but, aye, it was great. So what followed the life? Uh, <clears throat> one that I've still not seen, and that's Memoirs of an Invisible Man ah, with Chevy Chase. Ah, yes. I've watched it once. Um... <laughs> and there's only... There's only a hand, like maybe three, four films of Carpenters that I've still not seen, and it's this, Elvis, Dark Star, and Ward was the only ones I've not seen. That mm-hmm. as well, that summon somebody's watching me or whatever, like that yeah, TV I, one. That's that TV movie. Um, I, I I hear it's supposed to be a good one as well, but yeah, um, if it's streaming, I'd watch it. Totally, yeah. I feel like it's one of those ones where it popped up on TCM or something, like one yeah. of the old movie channels. Because uh, that's how I saw The Eyes of Laura Mars, All the right. one that you wrote. Yeah, I've got that one coming in the mail because that indicator that released it, they had a sale on last week and it was yeah. only five ninety nine. It's It's a really good film, And actually. I was you that sold me on the plot, the fact that yeah. it's got Tommy Lee Jones in it and the fact that Carpenter wrote it as well. I was like, can Aye. I... I'll, Get it. And I think it's, it, it's classed as Galileo or Gallo, also, Jallo. Uh, Jallo, yeah. Like mainly just because I've seen that um Quentin Tarantino and his we video archive podcast done a like a Jallo double bill of um uh, what was the what was the Brian De Palma film 
with a uh, cross dress to kill. Dress to kill and the eyes of Laura Mars All right. was a, a jalo double bill for them. Alright. And I was like, ah, oh, I never but I guess it is, it's kinda of like slasher horror film that's done in a way. Yeah. Um but so I they live Memoirs. Memoirs. It was fine. I think it was maybe just because it was Chevy Chase and I never really paid too much attention to his films. Yeah. But I, I watched it once because it got remastered like a yeah. Blu-ray in the last five years at least. Yeah. So I... I, with bare bone extras and it was, it was yeah, it's strange. Just like we've gotten to a point where it's like, yeah, it was fine. And I think that might have been like another studio one where is it right? We'll get John Carpenter. I'd feel like it's maybe one of these ones where it's, it's not a, a passion project for him. Yeah, it's one that's tied to like a fucking like a three picture deal or something. Yeah, it's like right, we've got we've got a big star, we've got the script, we need a guy to direct it that we know could do movies, and then <clears> it just falls in John's lap, and it's I don't know. Yeah, John says himself he likes money, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they hear about remakes and they're saying, well, what do you think of them? This is a well, if they write me a check. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'll say good things about this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I guess if I have to be a completionist, I would pick it up, but I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. It's like if I found it in a charity shop, that'll do. Yeah. I was saying, like, I'd, I'd watch it if it's streaming, mm-hmm. you know, or if it was like, you know, if you could rent it for a pound or something, oh. I'd, I'd watch it just because then that way I can take it off the list. Aye, exactly. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, next, they done uh, Body Bags, oh, which okay. is an anthology yeah. film. Yeah. Um, that wasn't bad. He kind of, it was sort of like Tales of the Crypt, and he was yeah, so kind of like the host. So he was one of the directors. It was him, Toby Hooper, and Larry Sulkis is uncredited, but he's one of the directors and that. But aye, yeah. it's like the three anthology film. But yeah. He like stars in the film. He's like the the like the tale of the crypt crypt keeper. Yeah, he's exactly. like the fucking the morgue attendant. Ah, he's sitting like fumbling with the tits and ah, all that. He, yeah, hands in like somebody's ribcage. Oh, you're back. And yeah, it's so like, like schlock, like yeah. early nineties fucking humor and ah, all that. And I mean, I've seen it. I think I'm sure I've seen it when I was younger. Ah, and I watched it the last couple of years, and. It's fine, you know, like yeah. the stories are actually alright because, like, the cast is like you've got Mark Hamill in yeah. one of the stories, Aye, um, Stacey Keach is Tom Atkins in the story with the hair. Mm, There's like a... Peter Jason's in one of the segments, Wes Craven's in one of the segments, Sam Raimi's in one of the segments, yeah. David Norton. Um, Stacey Keats, David Warner. <clears throat> I know. I know, actually, yeah. And that's, I'm trying to think to not get mixed up with things like Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt, but there's like a guy that's losing his hair and he yeah, gets that's... given an experimental <clears throat> yeah. uh, thing. And it's almost, I think it's like, like the the scalp of like a serial killer or something's given to him and it yeah. starts growing out of his fucking face. Yeah. And it's Aye, just... that's uh, Stacey Keach one. Yeah. Uh, who else was in here? Uh, Roger Corman's in there. Mm-hmm. Charles Napier. Yeah. The Mark Hamill one's the guy that 
gets like the eye, like the laser eye surgery, yeah. and he starts like seeing, seeing things. things. Yeah, and that's all right. I'm trying to remember what the other fucking segment was. I can't remember. It's only two I seem to remember. There's one about. I just remember it. It's like someone trying to get across a car park, and they do like negative camera effects where it's changing. Now I just remember watching it oh, and thinking, "All right, I said like a, a like a gas station." Yeah, thing, right? yeah. And they're trying, and there's something happening, and she's trapped in it again. Something, something that needs fucking re-released actually. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, my dog hates body bags. Aye. Fuck Stacey Geach. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and just the fact that you rattled off all those names, I think that was like the the gas station one, and that was all the people coming up getting petrol, and it was like yeah. Sam Raimi. Yeah, and aye. Just fucking, you're, Just throwaway cameos. Yeah, exactly. I, I've, I've got these all on a hard drive fucking somewhere, and yeah. they get out. Aye. Revisit them. Um, aye, it's all right. It's kind of, it's, yeah. Again, they're, they're fine, they're watchable, you yeah, know. it's strange that it's just not kind of readily available. Yeah, I think it's one that you would have to like download or... Uh, or, or like, is it like a rights issue? Is like, how is that mm. not like an Arrow DVD? And, yeah. But... Aye, uh, yeah. definitely. So what followed that? Uh, 1994 is the absolute fucking five-star classic that is In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, and we, we, we've covered this and yes. we went Sam to extreme Neil. extreme lengths the fact I'm that, sorry about the balls yeah like we went to like extreme lengths at how much like we fucking love this film it is mad like it is one of the most mad films yeah done, it's like it's like to the point where it's like fourth wall breaking before yeah. fourth wall breaking was even a thing yeah aye and just the whole like you read Sutter Kane yeah just, oh it's so fucking crazy and Sam Neill, it was a perfect choice yeah. in that film. I think there was like conflict behind the scenes, or like, or Carpenter and Neil clashed possibly. Ah, um, I think it was like in a co- like audio commentary where they're a wee bit. I'm not sure if just John was pushing them to like really push uh, them, and he was just like, "For fuck's sake!" I think if you watch the Scream Factor one that I gave you. No, I haven't. I I'm sure there is audio commentary on it. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I think it's something in that where they kind of pointed out where there was minor clashes between them. But yeah, it would have to happen. You know, Aye. big director, big star. Like what? What was the year? Ninety four. So the year after, right after Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Yeah, so Jurassic Park. Yeah. Do you know who I am? I'm Alan Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I survived a fucking T Rex. And I mean, like again, like. At, to me, this is probably Carpenter's most underrated film, and as the fact that you can now, so we we covered it what maybe th- three, maybe four years ago, or something like that. Yeah, and like ever since get a saying, dog, they said oh, it'd yeah. be great. Every fucking couple of weeks or whatever, I see people talking about the film and all that, uh, and it's like it's like yes, like that's what we've been fucking saying for years. Uh, and so this is probably the time of year where it gets like. Yeah, they're like residuals. Like this is where it perks up a bit. It gets a little bit more traction because people yeah. are digging for those underrated horror films, and yeah, it's and again, it's no like unnecessarily violent film either. It's just no, it's it plays on the low, uh, yeah, it plays on the lower about this fucking like these this person, this, the author of this book that went missing, and, and it plays with like all our like dimensions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just fucking again, like even like the fucking the score, yeah, is 
a lot more heavier. Aye. Almost sounds like a fucking Metallica track yeah. on like the, the anthology album. Yeah. So I think let's see what's the cast and all that in this one. Yeah. Uh, you've got Jurgen Prot now as Sarah Kane. Julie Carmen, she is she's a girl that's with him. Right. And uh, you've got oh fuck who else is there? David Warner, John Glover, Peter Jason. Ah, there we go. Charlton Heston, he is uh, Jackson. He's the fucking the big guy that's like Aye. part of the firm that. Sam Neill's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mind there being a creepy old lady. That yeah. Like tentacles uh, come out. And... I think that might have been Francis Bay. You have Wilhelm von Hornberg. Right. Fucking Carol for Die Hard. Ah. Yes. I thought you were no, say sorry, it. no, it's not, it's not. It's not. It's fucking Figo. I wanted to say it. Figo. Figo not. for fucking. I was about to say the Peyton for Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, I was, Why did I fucking? Oh, uh, well, such an idiot. Well, it's, it still would have been a good pull, but it's like, yeah. it's like, what the fuck is that guy up to, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, and there's not really anybody else. Yeah. But, oh. And it's, it's the fact that it mm-hmm. sits on IMDb with a seven point one rating out of ten. Aye. Uh, and a lot of people still didn't talk about it. And again, like the UK for some reason can't get it. Like, yeah, you have to yeah. import it. Hey, I'm pretty sure there's still like a full Blu-ray rip on YouTube. Like when it came oh, to yeah, watching that's this. how that's how I think I watched it for reviewing yeah. it. Aye, because it's just if you don't have like a multi-region. Uh, the thing is, you can buy the German import, and that's region B, and that'll oh, work. Right. So it's always one of those ones where, like, fuck, it's a great one, but it's just a, a real bugger to get a hold of. Yeah. But you, for some reason, it, it's it stays on YouTube, like and yeah, taken down. And I find that there's always like full length films and I, all that. I mean, finally, you get adverts in every fucking five seconds on YouTube, but you know. Yeah. But that's it. If you're looking for like some older exploitation films, they somehow, it's even like kung fu movies, they somehow find a home yeah. uh, on YouTube. <laughs> I'm still not letting you in, cat. <laughs> but Doug will just bark more. Pear and it. More than enough. Um, it's no raining yet. <laughs> no. So, um, so that was 94. Yeah, 1995 was the remake uh, Village of the Damned. Oh, yeah. With Christopher Reeve, Mark. Kirsty Alley, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill was a priest. Yeah, I just mind them. Yeah. Uh, the sniper rifle in the cornfield, ready to take the shot, and he yeah couldn't. Um, it was a weird one. Yeah, but I've only ever seen it once. Um, I taped it on TiVo. Mm-hmm. No long after we went and seen them live, and yeah. the score was all right. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's it not. Is, yeah, it's, it's watchable. Yeah, it's not it awful. kind of a decline, like the quality. Yeah, it looks almost like a TV film. Like yeah, you and know, it's, it's like Christopher Reeve. This, was and this must have been just before the accident because he was exactly. obviously like fully walking and shit. Aye, and it was just the children, just the startling blonde, yeah, like wide-eyed kids, and it's just. It's just unsettling. It's yeah. just the whole village of the damned itself. I was never really a big fan of, but I've definitely watched it, and it's one. It kind of like I really liked, kind of how it pays off, like just how 
Christopher Reeve's character is just, he's got a thought in his head and he's just doing his best to plot them out, think of something else, and the yeah. kids are on to it. It's like, you're thinking of something and like, tell us what's in your head. And Yeah. Do they not, do they not like make Mark Hamill kill yourself? I think so. Yeah. Like, like he tries to assassinate them and they're just kind of like, why would you do that? And it just, yeah, and it, it was strange. Like when you see Mark Hamill outside of Star Wars, just I kind know. of like ah, I know. This is what, and it just it's just strange to see him outside there because I feel like he never made it huge. Yeah, I still find it weird the fact that he was the voice of he was the voice of Chucky in the last Child's Play film, the the remake one. Oh right, sure, I'm sure it was. Yeah. I know it had like a TV series that's yeah, kind I've of coming never on, seen but I've never watched it. Um, but I've only done, like, you know, it's again, I've, I, to be fair, if I've seen it on like, TV again, I'll pull the TV and watch it again just because I need to refresh my memory. But again, it's no awful. And if I've seen it like for a pound, I'd probably pick it up again totally, for a pound. Yeah. I mean, as we've said about like half a dozen films tonight, I'm ready to watch that again. Uh, Village of the Dam, I'm not. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah. I'll watch those other ones first before I get oh, into that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's fine. It's just that's. Yeah, I'd probably watch Vampires first. I love Vampires. <laughs> uh, so what? What follows? Nineteen ninety six was Escape for Ellie. Ah, and that's that's not bad. Like, it's, yeah, don't compare it close to the first one. Expecting it, like it's a film of its time. They oh start, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the the that stealth jet jet uh, oh, ski yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like the the graphics to that. Are, yeah, the bit where he's surfing on the on the waves oh, yeah, and all that. After Steve Buscemi. Yeah, aye. aye. Um, and the weird um, Pam Greer transgender. Yeah, and you've got uh, you've got Bruce Campbell as like the fucking yeah. plastic surgeon. Like Aye, he, he looks is. like he's in full makeup effect and all that. Uh, he looks like the fucking and mask. Can, yeah, in real, it came out. He reminded me of when I, I watched it last month. Um, he reminded me of fucking one of the robot samurais for Robocop 3 oh yeah the real big George yeah faces. that's like what fucking I got when I looked at um, Bruce Campbell and that yeah but I mean I like it's alright again it's the plot is pretty much similar to just the fact that now it's fucking the president's daughter yeah and I, but she's like part of this like terrorist kind of group aye it's mine and playing basketball in one scene. Ah, yeah. And, uh, plays him instead of because in the in the skate in New York, he's like fucking in a ring fighting somebody. Some sort of big barbarian. Dude. Yeah, uh, and then he has to do the basketball and otherwise he's getting shot. Uh, I'm trying to think who's fucking. Yeah, because Steve Pizemi is like the fucking CD guy that like, works for the henchmen and all that. Uh, um, also, Pam Greer's in there as well. Jim Lee Curtis does the voiceover at the narration at the start. Uh, Peter Fonda is the fucking surfer dude. Right. That shows up halfway into the film and all that. Aye. And I mean, Hello Foot then I like it. But it's, it's but fine. It, it's yeah. the fact that it, it's a follow up to, to New York, it still gets a lot more. It, yeah. It's still well known. And I think people were expecting it. it was, 
I was supposed to be like part of a trilogy. When yeah. people expected the next one to be a Escape from Earth or something like some yeah. big one, but so, could have been off. a lot. Could have been a lot worse. Uh, yes, um, but no, I will watch that one more often or not. Um, I'm looking for like a good release of it. I think it, uh, I don't think. I think, you, I think you have there to. There is a standard um, blue. Yeah, but I think you have to. Yeah, I think that's hard to come by. I think the cheaper important than the German one. Right. Uh, well, I, I picked up the four K one. It's like middle, like first quarter of the year when it come right. out, and uh, mm-hmm. and I mean the score is slightly different, but it's no changed a lot. Aye. Uh, Kurt Russell was like, I think he was like producing and writing credits on it as well. So he must have been invested in bringing back Snake Plissken. Yeah, like and I mean, he does. Can he doesn't he like can phone it in like what you see in half of his films nowadays? But mm. it's like, I fit into the leather trousers. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's get the script written. I could fit in the suit still. Yeah. I've got the duster. And I mean, I I did like the fact that they've like and injected him with this Aye. thing that's on a timer and all that. Yeah, and it's all to do with fucking holograms and all that. Like like the end. All the amount of times where he's just trying to kill the people. It's like I told you, we're not here. <clears throat> Yeah, aye. aye, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, aye, it, it's definitely it's easier to watch than some of the others. Yeah. Um. Now is it vampires? Yeah, nineteen ninety eight vampires. Uh, what's his fucking name? Who's James it? Woods. That's it. It's Jack Crow. I've seen it once. It was messy. Like it, it was like, oh yeah, this is a carpenter flick. Like when some dudes get split in half. Yeah. Like, the practical effects were good. But I've I've found it DVD in a charity shop, so I, I, it's due a rewatch. Yeah, I think it was on Netflix. I think that's how I first saw it. Uh, it's on the freebie oh, on section Amazon. on Amazon. There's just... actually a lot of Carpenter on that freebie. There's that Christine. I think Assault's on there as well. Starman. Starman's, but I watched that. So yeah, it's free, but you don't have to put with adverts. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Coming to when we were kids. Exactly, it's fucking telly. So, but I uh, yeah, like I, I sang it for the root of how much I fucking enjoy vampires. Yes, yes, and uh, like mm-hmm. it's just again, it does the end him to like invent the wheel. Yeah, and uh, but it's just fucking like entertaining as fuck and it's been an hour 40 minutes mm-hmm. and uh, can it's just Carpenter fucking at his best uh, can, can get practical effects stories you know stories alright exactly and uh yeah no, I, I, I do remember it being quite interesting and yeah. I had your guy from Cobra Sons Kai of, uh, the Sons Anarchy dude with the, the, the shaggy oh, fucking, hair. Oh, uh, fucking... Dude, I think Bobby he was the Elvis. guy that got... Bobby Elvis. He was yeah. the guy that was split in half. Yes, aye. I remember yeah. him um, going out One of the lesser way. known Baldwin brothers is uh, like... Okay. like That's the, the rain on the conservatory uh, roof you hear. Uh, he's like the... He's like James Woods' partner. Yeah. Um, fucking Terry Silver for Cobra Kai is the lead ah, vampire right. Valak. Ah, that's and, uh, interesting. Like, I, I mean, for that, doesn't really anything to invent the wheel, but the story's yeah. like interesting. The fact that he's looking for this like ancient relic that Aye. can grant him the power to walk in in daylight, but he needs yes. to perform a ritual with somebody's blood that just happens to be fucking James Woods. Mm-hmm. 
and that, and you've got like conspiracies with the Vatican and fucking all these like yeah. priests and stuff like that. Well, like, they 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 introduce like a priest at the start of the film, and he gets killed like fifteen twenty minutes in it, and then they real they bring in a younger one that's mm-hmm. a bit more apprehensive. Um, they've got like an interesting way in like dealing with like vampires that are like indoors that are obviously like in the darkness and that like yeah. they hit them with like crossbows that are attached to like fucking trucks they've got like oh, the, the winch and they yeah, just drag the them out drag into the them sun into the sun yeah. and all that and I, like in like some nobody practical effects where you see like the bodies yeah. blow up and all right. that but again like, I generally do again it's, it's one that I find underrated yeah and I think a lot of people should watch it more mm-hmm. and I and yeah, yeah, and that's. I think it's maybe just one of these um, character films that lack the star, the star power for some of his bigger ones. Yeah, uh, but again, I like there's James Woods, but it's just one of these ones where it's like he doesn't scream like, sorry, like the hero. Yeah, aye, like, he's always like, like, he's yes. that kind of in casino. Ah, yeah, yeah, he's always been like that. Can like, even when he was in like video drama, he was can he's like the the hero, but he just he gives off this like aura that can he's just yeah. not an unlikable like a likable person. Yes, aye, you know. But uh, okay, ah, we're getting close to two hours. Let's rapid fire. What, what we got mm. next? Hey, yeah, we'll go to Mars next. That's, we covered that one. Yes, we not, did. did. Yeah, uh, and it's one of those ones where it's not as bad as people say. Ah, yeah, for, see me fucking think it's awful. Like, I mean, kind of bit. I literally when I bought the DVD from CEX, like fifty pence. Yeah, and over to the guy, and he's like, "What? What are you buying this for? What? No, like he's got better." He's like, "I know, I know." But I want it. Like, take the 50 pence. Exactly. Like, like, then he fucking, like, tell me what I can and kind of watch. Yes. So, but the guy was, like, just like, Denny, no. I was like, come on. Jason Statham's got hair. It's not that bad. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, an Anthrax Yeah, kind of I, I, Anthrax collaborated with him for the soundtrack. Yeah. They, and all that. Like, there's worse films. Yeah. That's so. fine. That's fine. Mm. And uh, it's not one that I, I'd watch all the time, but you know, uh, it's, it's it again. if you're flicking through channels and it's half an hour in, going, oh fuck, I'm gonna, I'll stick with this for at least an hour. Yeah, and end up watching it. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's, it's quite metal. Yeah, it's, I can't remember. I just mind it having a lot to do with trains. <laughs> Aye, yeah, it's like uh, going through the canals of Mars and all. Like you keep thinking, like. Sometimes kind of just wish that fucking like Arnold Schwarzenegger was there for like Total Recall and all that, <laughs> just like fucking there randomly on the planet, like yeah. with his eyes bugged out and all that. Aye, but I mean, see, man, you could have had Carpenter again playing with titties, but three this time. <laughs> and I mean, again, it's like the the violence is pretty fucking hardcore in it, mm. and I, I'm pretty sure one of the, I'm pretty sure because Pam Greer's in it as well. Yeah, yeah. And she gets decapitated, and I do remember the fact that in the soundtrack, one of the tracks is called Pam Greer's Head, <laughs> or it's something similar to yeah. that. But I mean, I quite, I quite actually quite enjoy the Anthrax like, soundtrack to it, it's quite, quite good. Something totally different, like, don't worry, John, you've got this one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you can collaborate with Enel Morricone for fucking the thing, so can why could he know date with somebody else? Aye. And then obviously that, his last film was The Ward. Yeah. With Amber Heard. That's one I've still not seen. I've watched it once. Yeah. And I was 
mildly surprised with the twists. It was one of those ones where I was like, ah, shit, that it. actually isn't half bad. Yeah. So, but again, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's strange. If, did you see like the sort of clickbait rumours about a, like, I think he's... He talked about how he'd like to do a Dead Space film. Yes. Well, that was in... That was my next part in the note. Was it like, yeah, like I, does he have like one last film? In I him? know. And, and and that's it. It like, obviously, folk reckon that now would be a good time to do Escape for Earth because you could bring in fucking Kurt's son Wyatt. Yeah, true. And all that. And like, to be fair, I actually think if he'd done a Dead Space film, I think it would be alright because he knows sci-fi horror. Yes. And I, I reckon that the the source material for Dead Space would be fucking ideal for him. Yeah. Can. I know, and that's it. Fucking some of the the, the gore that you get from a dead space. Yeah, and like the, the, the monsters. It looks yeah. like something that's fallen out of like the thing. And yeah, the the re they've remade the game for a release of twenty twenty three. Aye, I think it's an actual proper like. I think they've like remade it, but I think it's maybe a different story. Aye, I don't think it's a straight up just yeah. like a remaster remake. But, so hopefully, and that's it. One of those ones like is is. The ward gonna be kind of like his his, well, I mean technically the the music video for Christine is like yeah. his last directing credit, but yes, yeah, and it, a... it's again like he's mid seventies now. Yes, seventy four I guess. Yeah, so like the dude maybe like I always get that fear whenever I just see him trending on Twitter and I'm like God no 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 yeah, I'm not I'm not prepared for this day. It, it, it's it will happen to us all, but ah. it's it's. Uh, the fear is like, man, sometimes it sounds like he just likes to sit at home and play video games. Like, yeah. usually when it gets to the end of the year, he talks about a few games that, like, man, I've sunk a lot of time into this. Like, like, and he's like really into like his current gaming. Like, I can't, I've not got an example in my head, but they're just like times where he's like, man, I fucking love this game this year. And, yeah. and it's like, yeah, he just seems like this avid gamer that's just. Like yeah. all the times where it's like COVID was at rife, like, oh man, I hope he's just wrapped yeah. in fucking bubble wrap somewhere and kept safe, <laughs> keep it preserved. He plugged that a uh, Godzilla thing recently, remember? Yeah, that, that, that we got overly yeah. excited about. Oh, just, I, I assume it's just like a movie marathon on like an American channel, and between yeah. the movies, he pipes up to go, oh, I fucking love Rodan. Just, Roll the next just movie. Cracks up my tin of beer and all that. And- yeah, so Kurt Russell there, well, <laughs> and I mean, obviously, like, can he's dipped his hand in, like, obviously, like, like writing scripts for films that he doesn't direct himself. Yeah, also, we talked about Eyes of Laura Mars. There's another one that he done, I've still not seen, it's that Black Moon Rising with Tommy Lee Jones and Linda Hamilton. I've the DVD, I found it in a charity shop. Totally Arrow released it as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. it's about a car, eh? Oh. Which which one? The big one. Lost a leg. You've got a lot of big Godzillas though. Ah, oh, Mecha Godzilla. Okay. Uh, right, we'll have to have a look for some glue tomorrow. Hello. Goodbye. Goodbye. Maybe <laughs> camera appearance. Right, adios. Take your snake away. I don't want to see it. Right. Goodbye. Okay. I'll get a Viking funeral. Uh-huh. Goddamn toys. So that was cats, dogs, children. Yeah. 
Um, bye, so, because uh, that Black Moon Rising is about a car, eh? No, I fucking clue. I just know it's got Tommy Lee Jones in it. Yeah. Um, I've still not seen it yet. Yeah. And then, obviously, like, executive producer of loads of stuff, he was key, pivotal key, and he's uh, David Gordon Green, like Halloween yeah. trilogy and all that. Aye. Obviously, he does the music as well with his son and his band and all that. Aye. That's good. I mean, even this year he was kind of branching out. Was it Firestarter? Aye, aye. Did the you to the, I've not seen the film. Did you listen to any of the stuff? I've touched any of it. I've not seen the film, but the actual music's like it's there. Eh? Like it's actually like pretty good. Ah, I mean, if it shows up streaming on something that I have, we'll yeah, check it, out. it just seemed like a random remake. Is like Zac Efron. Zac Efron, ah, yeah, and and the fucking. Firestarter remake. I mean, yeah. Okay. No, that's why I think I just came out of nowhere. Yeah. So. And I mean, it, it must have been again. It's a Stephen King novel, so. Yeah. And it must have been. Can they must have been interested in it, or they must have got okay, a hefty, or a hefty hey, paycheck. Aye. Well, let's get your name on this as well. And I mean, like the music he's done for the last three like Halloween films and all that have been fucking. Aye. Like, in my opinion, I think it's some of that some of his best stuff. Right, uh, and the, the track "Unkillable" for Halloween Kills is definitely like top five. Like Aye. my favorite fucking character. Something about uh-huh. it is so, it's so grungy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Aye. it's got like, a really hard fucking like tone to it, mm-hmm. and it's just some of the stuff that he does in it is fucking brilliant. Like even like there's two standard tracks on the new one. Uh, the procession and junkyard, and right. they are fucking brilliant, absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. And I and like, I, I kind of wished he'd actually done more films rather than just can yeah, just doing the hunt of directing. Can if he'd done like can scores for the like other films, like kind of imagine if he if he'd done like a score for like say, a scream or can like conjure uh, or something like that, you know, so iconic horrors. Um. Yeah, I, but that's it. It's it's always cool when he does announce something because always it's always like comic book collaborations. Yeah. Or, um, but no, he still seems fairly active. He's doing like the there's a new documentary out with him eh, behind the scenes on his last tour. Oh, that's yeah, what he aye. was selling at Comic Con, the the New York Comic Con this year. Mm. I remember seeing that it was like a bundle of the the live concert like 2016. And then behind the scenes on the 2018, and it's like that would be fucking interesting to watch. Yeah, like, and I think you just buy them off his website or something. Yeah, so I'm really gonna have to have a real look because if it was on like Prime, I would rent it. Easily. Yeah, I would happily sit and watch like 90 minutes of him just carrying about like on a tour and sit playing a Nintendo Switch or something yeah. until he has to go on stage. But um. <sighs> Is is a fucking fascinating dude. Yeah, multi talented. I know like, where he could just kind of lend his craft to anything. Um, but yeah, I mean that's almost nearly two hours yeah. of us. And I mean, I done. I looked at his like top ten, like most, like so set, like like most successful, like for like top to like the bottom. Yeah. Also, his most successful one was Halloween. Like that was made on like fucking. Nothing, yeah, and it made. I mean, it didn't make a, a lot, but it made a lot 
based yeah. on obviously fucking consider what it was made for. Aye, I mean, and I, like, because surely like residuals for that. Aye, like every like every October, like, he must he must get some fucking backhand after that. Yeah, just like Scrooge McDuck just rolling about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is. Second most successful film was actually Starman. Ah. Yeah, I was getting surprised at that. Yeah, I would have thought the thing would have been... Well, also oh, no, that right, bombed, fucking, that yeah, bombed ah, in. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Fucking E.T. <laughs> uh, and his third most successful film was Escape for L.A. I guess everyone wanted to see the follow-up to New York. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, definitely. He's, Aye. Bottom three, two titles with the bottom three are very surprising. One of the titles was They Live. Okay. I think, I mean, I, I see a lot of, I think that's kind of fun that's kind of grown on people yeah, as the I, years have went on. Exactly. And I, I think there are those people that enjoyed it when it came out, but it's kind of also got made a cult. just be the limited, like, the star power of Roddy Piper, like yeah. Whereas if you didn't follow wrestling, like who's the the no name? Yeah, yeah. Aye. Lead actor was James Woods Busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Ward was his yeah. um there, and surprisingly, his m- most like his most unsuccessful film was Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, yeah. I guess, and that's it. It's so strange that his because that was, was like middle of the eighties. Kurt Russell was fucking booming and everything. Yeah, and you Carpenter know? was an established name as well. Yeah, he had so many fucking big hits, like well-known films behind them. Yeah, but and it's not like it was a film that was like universally hated or that. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe just looked and go, "What is this?" Yeah, maybe it was just a bit too weird. Maybe it went up against some big heavy hitters in, in the 86 called those years, like say Aliens and all that shit. Aye. So it maybe went up against someone. And that's it. I bet he feels like it's the story of his life, kind of like. And it's, it's, it's the fact that obviously like, everybody talks about how like the thing bombed, but it's known as bottom three. Yeah. Aye. Uh, that's still relatively up there that it was. It wasn't successful, but it made. I'm sure it made its money back, but just the critical recession was fucking. Yeah, you know, it's it's almost like I'm pretty sure it was a meme, and it's the uh, back to the future. Back to the future, and it's like Marmot Fly. It's like you might not get it now, but your kids are really gonna dig it, and it's well, like a poster to the thing or something. Well, that's synonymous to new with the new Halloween. Uh yeah. Well, I guess there's us transitioning to our opinions on the. Ah yeah, could do. I. I've unless there's any other notes you had. No, that's, uh, no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I have another one in here? No, I didn't. I Eyes and Laura Mars and Black Moon Rising, but what I do? Covered that. What was that? Adrian Barbeau is stacked. Come on, <laughs> come on. We <laughs> yes, all know that she is stacked and she is fucking racked. We we saw that shot for Escape for New York as she ran down the stairs and everyone blacked out for a minute. <laughs> 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 but yes um, oh, sorry hopefully yeah. it's an hour and 59 minutes and congratulations if you're still listening to this yes. we'll let the ca- the casual sexism slide out yeah. um, but yes Halloween Ends came out on Friday it is the the end of Michael Myers as we know like this new trilogy yeah. is it now bookended like when they said we get Halloween we get Halloween Kills and we get Halloween Ends is it right this is like bookends. This is it. Yeah. This is 
for this timeline anyway. David Gordon Green's chapter has come to a close. Yeah, right. Blumhouse as well, actually, because the rights have went back to Malakakad. All right, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and again, it's, it's one of these ones where it seems to have split the fan base down the middle. A lot of, it seems to have excited a lot of people like that it's had such a controversial yeah. like divide. Yeah. So, um, if if you haven't watched it yet, um, just, just give just it a fuck skip. off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, your job here is done. Thank you for listening. Fuck off and tune in next week. Uh, for the rest of years, it's it's time to just let's let's dig. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was all right. It's sort of like a, a if we're rating it, a solid three out of five. I wasn't offended with the the Corey character. I was quite interested. Yeah, with the, the direction, the focus of the film, leaning more on the granddaughter Laurie Schrode and this uh, sort of bipolar, not not really bipolar. No, it wasn't bipolar. Boyfriend. It was yeah. It was obviously a, it was an can... innocent soul that had some very unfortunate events. Yeah, and put then, upon him. Yeah, and obviously the events of that you could. Kind of similarly say that, no, actually you can't because fucking Michael Schreier murdered somebody, but yeah. anyway. Uh, he was almost like a creepy little ward to, to Michael Myers, uh, as if it was uh, like his Batman and Robin. Yeah, he's been in a cave and it's almost like... It's like watching Double Dragon. I've never seen it. Or playing Double Dragon. Okay, yeah. Um, but... I don't get that either. <laughs> like tag you it. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I didn't mind it. I was one of those ones where I kind of thought, like, remember when the first one happened and the the doctor who had ulterior motives ran him down, and then he took the mask and put it on. Yeah. And I thought, oh, don't do this. Yeah. I, I, I didn't feel so bad yeah, this time. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I didn't feel as offensive. If, like okay this kid's doing it like maybe if they just left him in the sewer and it was just him for the rest of the film that would have been wrong yeah just the kind of like oh you've just yeah he's like you've just mugged a homeless person took his mask and his knife and ran off yeah and now you're playing serial killer but yeah it was, it was kind of all right I, I wasn't sure what to expect i was you seen the, tra- the full trailer before the film that I, yeah. I, I managed to avoid everyone apart from that very first theater show that we got like back in like July, I think. Yeah, and it, it gave you shots of Corey in it, but it never gave you the impression that like there was, was a him. focus on him. It was like, yeah. ah, there's gonna be one of X amount of kids that's gonna get killed. Yeah, like I watched the full trailer when I got home on the Friday night, and it, uh, it did show quite a bit, right. it showed a lot more than what I would have wanted to, yeah, and all that. So I'm kind of glad I avoided it mm-hmm. and all that. But I, it's, just, it's, it's fucking it's dividing a lot of people. Kind of more, like, folk are more kind of leaning towards, like, the bad side and all that. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you kind of just, like, people are also fucking the fact that it's, like, if you want to just have a, a straightforward, like, slash of it, it's all the same stuff and all that. Can you kind of do that for three yeah. It's like it's, it's a trilogy. If you look at, like, say, I'm not trying to compare it, but if you look at, like, say, Star Wars and all that, right? 
like obviously you're like can you build up a story the whole world and all that. then you got yeah. Empire Strikes Back with more focus on fucking Luke Skywalker and all that yeah. you got that reveal at the end and Jedi was a bit more it wasn't all about fucking Luke Skywalker and Aye. Vader I think this yeah. one when I watched Jedi but this one just fucking like my like my wife hated it like she just didn't enjoy it at all she, mm. I mean she never really said, I think she said she was kind of a bit bored but yeah again I, I didn't mind it like I, 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 I like films that go different that take yeah. wild swings and, uh, and completely like go a different path Aye. and I uh, like I like fucking enjoy films like that mm-hmm. and uh, I mean there's a few things I would do differently and all that yeah, I, a few ends. I was there was a few ends that I kind of had an idea that would play out that got switched, and I was surprised at, and I liked the fact that what they'd done with it. Aye, but then I look at the other half and I'm thinking, well, if they'd just done this, maybe it would have been a bit better. A lot Aye. of people were kind of saying that they could have added some of the stuff on it, then the kills, and then went in this completely different path for the whole fucking ends and all that. Aye. Yeah, it was definitely like they painted Corey like in quite a sympathetic, like in a sympathetic light, um, just with like the the tragedy at the start, yeah. and then that that's what he's kind of painted as. Yeah. like getting bullied by those four like sophomores. And yeah, it's like oh, they need to get their heads kicked in at some point, and it's <laughs> it's truly a horrific fashion, especially like the one kid that. Like has the car and his dad's gives them shit and he's just how that boy's killed. I say boy, he's as a sophomore, but yeah, he's a wee prick. But just the way that uh, Corey, because it was Corey with the mask, yeah, at that point, just with the torch, ah, just, with the blow torch, ah, right. just 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 taking the plaque off his teeth, yeah. Like, I'm glad the yeah. camera did not focus I'll, on that. It was just yeah, kind of was more like, on the yeah. girl pinned in the fence yeah. underneath the car. And I was like, <sighs> it was. I don't know. I reckon that there was a kill a wee bit later on that was was a bit more full on that they probably could have. Like with the disc jockey. Oh, yeah. yeah he got a fucking bad way. Yeah, he got I, bad. <laughs> there was a couple of funny bits about that, but um, <laughs> I like the whole like fact that. It's kind of like they've, they've kind of not made, they've not delved into the fact that they've made like Michael like Supernatural. The no. fact that he was in the cave for like, God, was a, was a four year time jump in this. Yes, aye. And when you see him, he's like, can, he looks old and brittle and he's moving yeah. so slow. Exactly. And it, I do like the fact that when he gets that first kill and he kind of gets that wee like surge of energy yeah and it's like, almost like he um, needs like the power I, 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 know. I said to my wife said oh he's got the lead back in his pencil now yeah and it's like oh I've missed this yeah <laughs> I was like what was it it's funny he kept that knife in that fucking crack in the yeah, fucking yeah he got his wee, his wee man cave in the sewers I was like what's he been doing he's just been sitting eating rats or something what's yeah I don't how, know how's he sustained himself for these four years yeah and yeah, it's just like Corey shows up in his cave. Well, he's rescued by Michael, and then yeah, there's like a, it's almost like a telepathic 
Yeah. Is that, is that a like, telepathic link or like a passing? Ah, uh, like he, he felt his pain like almost where like he dragged him in and then there was like the that flash sequence yeah. between the two where it's like, oh, like we've, we've kind of travelled a similar path almost. Where, like, yeah, yeah, but obviously, but then again, obviously, he's, he's like, that's something like, because they've never like fully delved into what made Michael kill his sister and all that. Yeah. Like Aye. they tried to do that in other forms, it just didn't work. But the fact that they've not fully dived in and mm-hmm. the fact that they've just the fact that they've went against that Aye. is actually a lot better. Mm-hmm. And like obviously it kinda of shows that like he is just a, a mortal man. Yeah. And like age is playing a factor. Yes. Aye. You know? So just the way that they kinda like the the final third act confrontation between uh, Laurie and Michael, where the the whole stuff of, like the kitchen, yeah, like, in the kitchen where like right we do this we do that and then he's like right well this is the plan and just not start chopping them up but they, they go to town and they're right well if that's if he's human he's fucked yeah and then when it's like he gets that wee spot energy and he sets up aye. Uh, and it is a lot, I was quite vocal, just like, God, fuck. Like, it was, they were going to town on him. Even, like, did they not, like, fucking get the fridge on Yeah, trapped his, his leg and all yeah. that. Yeah, they trapped him. So. But, like, once you kind of knew with the direction they were going, Aye. and then you do get that nice wee switch the last half hour. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed, like, I really enjoyed that last half hour where you got that wee transition switch. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. They moved somebody that was the vocal point of the film right. to the side to to tie up the fucking the main story out that the whole the whole fucking like marketing process was sold on. Aye, yeah. And I and like I'm I kind of wish the last battle was maybe a wee bit longer because the fact yeah. that like when you seen the trailer it was like pretty much all but shown apart from when she mm. trapped them in the fridge. Yeah, aye. Because that's it. That that first one had such a climactic battle in the house that was all full of boo- like booby oh, traps. Yeah. And yeah, like between her, her daughter, and like the the granddaughter yeah. managed to fucking fully execute this this mission on him. But I did like where it kind of leaned the focus onto like the granddaughter and like how Laurie was pushing out and said, "Right, we can't just be these people that live in fear of Michael every other like." Go out, yeah, and find aye. something, and like just. I did get a laugh at that wee bit of dialogue where she was like talking about like fucking grabbing the guy and showing him the tits, and yeah. she's got like the like the mesh the big, of the pumpkin, and aye, that. just scalps on the floor. It's like, aye, all yeah, right, she kind of she kind of goes like a bit like a hippie and all that. Yeah, what can... I was actually surprised at was the fact I don't nobody's even talk about the fact that the fucking one of the victims for kills didn't even die. The Remember the couple? The old, the, the, the black woman in the wheelchair. Yeah, she got Aye. the light fucking thing like shoved through her throat and all Aye. that. Aye, and there's her with the scars to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a nice surprise. Where it just yeah. Of... I didn't, to be fair, I was like saying to a few boys like last week or not, like, I've always had it in my head that the two podcasters for the first film, fair yes. enough, you see the lassie die, but you never ever see the guy die. Aye. Yeah, yeah, and I like fair enough. He's bleeding for the head, but you never see him die or that. Yeah, I was always thinking that maybe he was going to come back in the third. Mm-hmm. Ah, they're, they're not wheeling out Big John, Little John in this film. Yeah, I <laughs> fucking love Big John, Little John. Um, 
But yeah, it's, it's definitely one of these ones where we should probably come back like and next October. And like do the trilogy. Yeah, just to kind of see, like let it percolate, let everyone get their opinions out and re-watch it and see if we'd see anything different or if yeah. something annoys us. Yeah, but like, I have to say though, like, the last... 10 minutes of how they tied it up, like, it was very surprising. Like, I never actually thought they would do it. Yeah. Like, and that's it. And pretty much the only thing that left me just like kind of a single eyebrow raise at the very end of it was just kind of right. You had Laurie doing her wee sex in the city blog. She's finishing her book, yeah. typing it up. She's all happy, and the camera just kind of pans from her, and it's the coffee table with a mask on it. It's like, why is that there? No. No. That should have been chucked in the skip with the rest. Yeah, of yeah. Like just like eliminate all evil. No souvenirs. Yeah, and I mean you do get like the the ending shots at ends, but it's like the rooms that is synonymous with what Carpenter done at the end of the first one. Right. When the music's playing, ah. when Loomis goes to look at the garden, there's no there, and then it yeah. cuts to like all the different rooms, and you hear them breathing and all that. Right. It's, it ends up like there's that way and doing that. And then obviously the thing I said about the start of the with the start of the film with the title of the title of the font. Yes, I, 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 I like that effect with the, the pumpkins growing within the pumpkin. Yeah. I got that was is that the first time you're using Yeah. Yeah, you because know, obviously everyone remembers the pumpkin for the Halloween credits, but just this one kind of grown, Yeah, it's just grown grown into another one. And another one yeah. It's just a little different sinister looking pumpkins. It was cool. Um, yeah. But it's it's definitely gonna rile up a lot I've seen so many people getting a ranking and I actually do like get like a wee cheer at me when I see people putting it higher than what I've yeah I mean just looking on Letterboxd tonight I was backdating some of the stuff I watched over the weekend and I just seen those guys on my list there it was like 3 star 3.5 5 stars there was like a, one of the guys on my friends list 5 stars and then he had half a dozen pictures posted and a huge paragraph of why this was a fucking perfect direction to take it uh, fucking there you go yeah I've not seen really... a five, I've seen a four and a half and I've seen a couple fours a few of the guys that I chat with and all that there's only been one of the guys that wasn't oh, a fan of it uh, and all that uh, but everybody else that I've spoken to and that says that they, all, like, they, they enjoy it like they don't like they don't love it but they don't like hate it and all that yeah. and I mean it's like, ev- like people are like comparing it to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 okay and all that, the fact that that went in, that went in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. They were sold. The marketing on that was the first ten minutes of the film, which, to be fair, and that's a fucking genius way of doing it. Yeah, ah, that's it. I fucking love and it. I, but like, I've always fucking defended Rose Zombie's Halloween too for being a completely different wild swing. Yeah, and that. So I'm um, again. Like, I gave it a three and a half out of five, and I and I'll I'll probably watch it through the week again. Mm-hmm. And I'll see if energy. I'm maybe see if I notice. Yeah, yeah. Bits and bobs and all that. Aye, totally. And I know it's good to see that. Uh, was it Will? Patton? Will Patton. Uh, yeah, he's got a bit of good a catch as me. Like that shot of him in the supermarket <laughs> yeah. where Laurie fucking chucks. Him <laughs> is it me or does he look really like he's in makeup? It felt like they aged aged him up. A bit. Yeah, kind I can like, kind of as a four year time. Is it right? Job. make you look even more daughtery now. I mean. I can't mean if I said it to you, but I've said it to a few people. Like, I was so fucking pissed when he allegedly got killed at the end of the yeah, 2018. Yeah, like, that was a great 
guy and I was I was so fucking so chuffed when he survived and and he kills mm. but I, I I really wanted a fucking confrontation between him and Michael Myers and nah. I, I just I couldn't obviously I'd be pissed you'd be toast yeah like, <laughs> but I was I was waiting for it I was waiting yeah. for it and I was like fucking wanting it he would have been another one of those uh, seven head jack-o'-lanterns that we saw in the first one yeah <laughs> yeah you would not have time for Rosetta Stone yeah. and, and like Cherry did Blossoms. you notice my whole thing about the what, radio tower no, no, no. So um, obviously they, they incorporated like the radio tower into the story and all that. Aye. Remember, I was saying that like, I there, obviously there was quite a lot because like there was like billboards for this character. And to, to be honest, I actually thought the voice before like you saw the guy. I thought it was like Anthony Anderson. And the guy <laughs> just kind of had that tone of voice. Yeah. And I was like, ah, they've got him. Did you notice the billboard for the person that was missing? Yeah, I, like that's obviously yeah. a reference to something, but yeah. I don't know. There was Who? Well, obviously the Dinnikin I didn't even even mention it if but that's something to do with where it's half obvious in a sense like you've only seen half of a billboard but it's a full profile shot of a woman that's missing. Yeah. And then it's like, well, right, that's where you need your deep yeah. dive people that But love then obviously Easter there was there was always a lot of talk at the start of the year or at the end of last year that they were going to include COVID into the story and all that. And I was like, didn't they do that? Nah, it seems like it. Didn't they do that? Like, can, they like, did a wide, a wide berth. Yeah. But, I mean, I did, like, the whole, like, Corey and Michael, like, teaming up sort of thing with yeah. the Doctor. Did you recognise the, like... Like the doctor, like the doctor's mm. name. So he was the doctor that was in the hospital with the second, like the, the original like, part two. Mm-hmm. He was the one that had like the syringe in his eye and all that. Aye. That was the same character's name. But again, I like the. I mean, to be fair, I quite laughed at uh, what was the fucking bit that made me laugh. When you got introduced to Corey's like fucking mum and dad and all yeah. that, and aye. they're having dinner, and like the mum's like, No, boys don't get custard. Yes, I. And I uh, fucking uh, had a wee chuckle at that. Well, that was it. I think after when like it was like either his first kill or when done, so I was like, Well, this boy ain't getting custard yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Aye. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a fucking tragic character. Like, yeah, almost. <sighs> Yeah, and things I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people are fucking looking. Oh, see, is like Team Corey and like, <laughs> but then a lot of people are pissed the fact that Michael was pretty much a, a cameo, if, ah, uh, if you will, stood to the side. Like that was his but, mark. I mean, fair enough. Like it may be a bit ingenious marketing the fact that the market of this and it's been something completely different, mm-hmm. but <sighs> yeah, that's that's it. And the thing is, it, it's done a job in a sense that it'll ha- have everyone talking this yeah. last weekend. So, like when I so when I came to the cinema on the Friday, like oh, I could just hear his people saying, "Oh, it's fucking fucking shite." Yeah, worst film, and I, I still reiterate to this day that like part five is like the fucking worst one in the <laughs> lot. Like like Halloween Resurrection, so much easier to watch than Halloween Five. Mm. And uh, like fucking five can just go and fucking suck a dick. <laughs> I have fucking I've not watched more than like Christ, I feel like I've watched one and three more than the fucking rest. But yeah. I, I guess if ever it pops up streamly, if it is effortless and it's in front of me, I'll probably yeah. watch I think H2 actually maybe watch H2 that. H two was on year. H2 was on Netflix. They had they had one to five on 
Sky. Netflix, like, throughout the year, and then at the start of October, they turn them all off and put on H2O and Resurrection. Yeah. Okay. We've been rambling on. That's two hours 20. We're 10 minutes shy of uh, John Carpenter's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess now's the time for us just to plug what we've got coming up. You're doing live streams now. You and your uh, little collective of sort of physical media, yeah. 4K... Uh, OLED peasants were called yes apart from two of us that fit the four didn't he OLEDs I'm one of them yeah so yet. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and get this out this week I'm not sure how much editing I'll do because there's lots of fucking noise in this episode but yeah. life life happens sometimes your son gives you the, the severed leg of Godzilla during your podcast yeah not sure if that's a sign of you're taking too long I'm breaking my toys <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, or you just have a whiny wee dug, cried Charlie. Yeah. But, yeah, Mike's doing live streams on YouTube. Uh, what's the the channel? Uh, if you want to look it up. Channel is uh, the 4K Chef. It's a guy, Paul. Mm. Yep. Uh, so he does, like, he's only just started doing it in the last couple of months, and I... It's really does, taken off. Yeah, I does, like, unboxings. Yeah. Showed like his collection off stuff uh, like that, so he's done a couple of live streams with a couple of the guys and all that. We always kind of chat about and all that. Uh, so we're doing one next week. We're kind of trying to keep it's it like, like, a like Monday night, isn't it? Yeah, aye. Yeah. Uh, we try and do it a night where all us are free. Yeah, that, that's uh, always the hard part. I mean, if Monday night or Tuesday, it's always the better night for me because that's the days that I'm off. But so Monday twenty fourth twenty fourth I so we're doing we're con so we're doing something called like Dead Island Discs. Ah, uh, we're going right, to like right. talk about like if like, you're yeah, stranded on an island, yeah, they like, had what, five films, yeah, and one that we would cool. chuck overboard, and we'll do yeah, clearly overboard with Kurt Russell and Gordy Hall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Captain Ron, the, the remake they did. Yeah, Michael, uh, was it Michael Penn? No, uh, John Leguizamo. No, it was somebody else. It was somebody okay, else. before I get any more offend anymore, yeah. minorities. Um, but I, yeah, so we've got two two guests this time. The guy's got a page on social media now. He's called it the Four K Collective. Now he's done stuff for you. He's a big fan of like laser discs. Okay, cool. And then guy Keith for Euphoria pictures. He's like, go and look at his stuff on YouTube, and right. uh, he's got like a massive like fucking pod. Yeah. Yeah, like, like just all these like massive collector items, and mm-hmm. funnily enough, his theme, his opening music, so uh, Assault and Precinct Thirteen. Ah, nice. And uh, but had like the guy fucking knows his stuff, and like some of the collector, like he's got a collector edition there uh, from Dust Till Dawn that I, I want. Aye. And uh, it's got like a big like fucking twister and everything. Yeah, it's got a big model the Titty twister bar and all, and I'm like, I want it. I want just the neon light things to hang on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that next Monday. Cool. So that'll be a good laugh. Bro, um, I'll, we'll probably share that stuff on yeah, yeah. Twitter anyway. So keep an eye out, join in the chat, shout out Mike and all that. Um, oh, you just could see too much of me on the Lagalogs YouTube channel. Um, I've got like beer reviews come out this week. We'll be filming some stuff when Tom sells into his new job. Um yeah, and also I, I do I, I do a live stream myself on Sunday nights. Uh, uh, it's on I've Facebook. Seen, it's not uh, really yeah, on YouTube. I've seen that. 
uh, it's uh, beer and wrestling now. So this is another right. fucking thing that's crossover. So this is now a third fucking thing I do. Um, yes, the Brew Age Outlaws. Oh no, that's, that's so, to be fair, actually, that's pretty good. I like that. So, yeah, I like it's, that. it's either that or uh, Brew World Order. And I was like, no, nah, Brew Age Outlaws. Stick to Brew Age Outlaws. Is it the road dog and it's gun? That's fuck, that's clever. I'll, I'm, going to, yeah. I'm going to use that. I'll use that. Um, it's, it's, as I said, it's all streaming, so like all the scissors have been done remotely. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, people listening to this that has nothing, know nothing about wrestling will be really worried <laughs> the fact that I'm scissoring on a Sunday night live on Facebook. <laughs> My mother-in-law watched it, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I it's just like uh, like an hour or ninety minutes of me and Jeff drinking beers and talking about this week in wrestling, like what we liked and talking yeah. about beers. So it's just an easy watch. So yeah, if that's your thing, look up the Brew Age Outlaws on Facebook or have a look on Twitter. I think I shared links to the first episode. So yeah, that's live on Sundays. Mike's live on Mondays occasionally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you in the know. But in the meantime, and the between time, um, that is it. Stuart Sullivan, Magic Mike Christie, you've heard us suck off John Carpenter for the last two hours. <laughs> Enjoy Halloween. Uh, Adios. Fuck off. Tune in next week. Bye-bye.